following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radioland, from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee. It's episode 383. Yeah, and here we are. It's 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 a continuation of last week's show. Yeah, it's funny. We do we do. I was you know I've done multi part things before, and I and uh, it's I, I never really think about it, and I go, oh, you know what? I ought to bust this up and do something twice. Ha! Uh, simplicity. When things go well, obviously, sometimes when you go to solve problems, it is usually the simplest answer. That's the simplest solution. That is the is the best answer. That's that's how this whole Occam's razor thing. Uh, you maybe you've heard LJ and I talk about it in the in the morning time. It's like you know when 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 something happens, you have to come up with an explanation for it, and oftentimes the most obvious, simple explanation is the correct one. And it's whether it's solving a problem, whether it's a situation that's going on out there, whatever the case may be. That's 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 kind of how that works. That's why conspiracy theories don't work. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a thing. You know, any anytime you want to get into a conspiracy theory, for that to, for the actual theory to have to have been pulled off, if it were somehow true, it would require the cooperation of so many people who were perfect, and we all know how that goes. <laughs> You ever get three people in a room together and something's going to get fucked up. That's just how that happens. That's the world that we live in. That's what, that's why this, that's what, that's the human condition. That's just the way things go. The higher the number of people involved, the quicker something is going to get screwed up. The lower the number of people involved, you see where I'm headed here. That's why you people that listen to this are smart people. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) I know. <laughs> I I know that. Uh and not like the people on Facebook. No. Have you been there lately? Have you have you gone through Facebook? Have you looked at your feed? Have you gone to see what's going on out there? Have you noticed that you just don't have anything in common with any of these people? Have you ever noticed that? Is it or is it just me? Is it just a thing? Uh uh you you look at this you look at the stuff that people post and you sit there and you go. What? What? Uh, the hell? I. What are you people? T- what are you? What is this? It makes no sense. Some of it is, and I will say, it's amusing. It really is. It's not. It's not depressing. It's. It's amusing. And I have to admit, at least, at least in my feed, your feed may vary, of course, but it doesn't seem to be nearly as toxic as it once was. Maybe that's just it. Um, I'm looking through it now, and. Uh, uh, first of all, I always do. I always like to, you know, a little inside. I always go through the most recent post. I don't like the, I don't like the other algorithm, the, the whatever they call it, the news feed or whatever. Uh, no, uh, no, I, I, you know, I look at it that way. I want to see things in chronological order, and that's where you get the carpet bombers. Carpet bombers are fun. Carpet bombers are people that will come in and, and send out a flurry of posts for like 10 minutes <laughs> and it's stuff that they've never looked at. They just find something and they send it, find something and send it. They'll find a video. That's a 20 minute video and send it without having watched it, of course. And they just send it and you just scroll through this and it's wow. Wow. That's uh that's wow. What are you doing? <laughs> this, this, that's exactly the, the feeling that you get. 
there's this notion of what is called doom scrolling. You know, I think we've talked about it here before. It's where you just go through and it's just bad news after bad news after bad news. And you get that in a lot of places already. You know, certain news outlets and things like that, their news feed will will be, well, because it's what's going on in the world. It's depressing. There's a lot of really horrible, horrifying shit that's going on in the world. And as you go through it, it's like it's easy to get bogged down into that. And there have been times, especially for me over the past couple of days, I would go through and I'd see something and I just, uh, I just exit the site. I just, I, I, I'm, I don't know whether it's Facebook or Twitter or Reddit. Sometimes Reddit just gets on this. I don't know what's going on. It's like a, everything is all kind of related in one way, shape or form or another. And it's just, oh my God. And, and you, and there's that thing about, you know, watching a train wreck, <laughs> you can't turn your eyes away from it, but I think we are becoming a lot more more attuned to this. So instead of continuing to watch and knowing that you're just going to feel worse the longer you keep looking at it, you just you just get out of it. And it's the best thing to do and it's really weird because the second you get out of it, log out, then uh like I just did <laughs> and and all of a sudden your mood improves. It's funny how that works. It's uh, it's really, really impressive how that works. So, you know, keep that in mind. Little, little handy help, little handy tip from your friends over here at uh, from Radio Land. <laughs> if it's bumming you out, get out of it. You know what I'm saying? It works in a lot of things. I feel you. Right on. We'll pause. We'll be back up after this brief break. It's part two with our conversation with Mr. Doug McLeod. I hope you'll enjoy it. I think you will. It's coming up right up out of this break. We'll be back in about 60 seconds with Doug right here from Radioland. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-668-0042. 800-668-0042. 800-668-0042. That's 800-668-0042.
McLeod at Radio Memphis for the dub record there and the sun shine down my way. Lovely song. Thanks. That, that whole record is good, the dub record. Thank you. It's uh, It's been a while. Yeah, that was produced by Joe Harley, who um, actually did the Audio Quest albums for me. And uh, we did that in a, a studio in Culver City where that in order to get everything started, you had to get WD-40. I know of a studio here in town that if they cleaned it, it would fall apart. So, yes. <laughs> but he got real good sound out no, I'm of sure he did. <laughs> yeah, you can't do much with that. I mean, you know, you, got, you can't touch that kind of mojo. That, that kind of thing you have to, you have to keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess, you know, we were talking a little bit, too, about uh, with, uh, with the events of the, of the world. Pardon. Uh, the events of the world. And how that's affecting you know music. It's it's you know it's been that way in this country forever. Yeah. And I use the '60s as a prime example. Mm-hmm. Everything that happened in the '60s between civil rights and the Vietnam War and everything, and it really it shaped it shaped music dramatically. Yes. And I think we're in that time again. Um, I think we are too. You know, I think, I, I, I think from probably like maybe 2014, 2015 up through. Now, through what we've just gone through, what we're still going through, I think we're going to be hearing some incredible stories of of humanity, good and bad, that I think will find their way in those stories that will find their way musically. I, I think is what will happen will be artists like yourself that will probably grab a hold of these things and say, well, this, this stuff needs to happen. Isn't that some, I, I forget who it is now, but there was some, somebody uh, of stature said that our artist's job is to report what's happening in their life. Yes. You know, not not meaning necessarily their personal life, but the world around them. Um, it documents what is going on. Sure. And that's something I, that that uh, I think about blues. That last song we did, The Sun Shine Down My Way. Yeah. Now that song is just someone you know that lost a woman, and, and, and times are tough, and times are hard. But keeping the faith that the sun will shine down my way—that's something that I always thought blues had. And, and a lot of people think blues is sad music and everything, mm-hmm. but I always saw the hope in it. It, 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 it. I believe blues is a music of overcoming adversity. Oh yeah, not subjecting to it. Because you think about, like I say in a certain song, I say, you think about who created this music and the conditions under which this music was created. This is about overcoming adversity. Oh, yes. Not subjecting to it, not giving up and saying that. So no matter how tough it is, especially through the COVID and everything, that, and all the things that we are dealing with now, you got to keep on stepping. you got to keep on putting one foot in front of the other and go to the positive place. Because you can make it. You can make it. Yeah, yeah. 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 If you don't, it's so easy to get caught up in it and, and you beat stop. yourself up, you know? Yep. You stop, and then it, and then you give in to the negativity. and It's like, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. I'm just going to sit here and take it. Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. No, no. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't ever do that. No, artists in general have always had that that notion, at least in my, in my estimation, it's always been about... I create whatever it is, music, sculpture, painting, whatever it is, and it's not my job to tell you about it. Huh. It's your job to tell me what you think it is. Wow. 
we were just talking to Matt about that. You know, it's the interpretation of it's it. It's the interpretation of it, exactly. Right, and sometimes music can be very cut and dry. You know exactly what's being what's being talked about. Or you can see a painting and know exactly what that is, but then there's something else that's laying in there that you just, you know. An artist bears his soul every time there's 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 some creativity happening. Right. Every time. Whether... Whether you're talking about yourself or your, or somebody you know, or if it's just a complete fantasy, right? There's some truth to it all. Yes. Well, yeah. there has to be. There has to be, or else it wouldn't be. It wouldn't make sense. Right. And you have to you have to come from an honest place. I mean, um, when I t um, teach songwriting <clears throat> to um, students, I I say, you know, you have the power of the pen. So let's say this girl did you real wrong, and you go. Well, I'm going to write this song. This is how I feel about her. And this is it. Now I'm 100% writing it. Like, no. Because that's not going to get to somebody that's trying to get through a relationship. That's trying to learn something. Because both sides, there's two sides to every story. Sure. So both people got to learn how to do it. So you got to be responsible to say the truth. Right? Usually you can use it as like, okay, I got to get this out of my system. This is terrible. All right. And, I, and you write it. Then, then you look at that that tirade you did. <laughs> you look at that tirade and you go, "Yeah, that's really not true." Let me see. Well, there's about four words in here that are true. Let me try and build a song from that. Right, right, right. Yeah. And besides, when you're you know when you're a, you're you hear of teenage teenage blues artists, it's like you're too young to have the blues, man. You haven't lived. <laughs> you haven't had your heart broken enough. Yeah. You haven't woken up in the gutter. You know. Yeah. Or you had a, an old blues guy take you outside of the club and say, mm -hmm, if you play like that again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to run this guitar so far up your ass, you'll sing chords. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that, that's there's something to be said about the education of the street like that. And for a lot of musicians, that's that's where that is you know we've been fortunate over the years down here to god uh july 3rd will be our 10th year on the air and congratulations thank you congratulations. and the bliss this show will be nine july 4th so congratulations again that's and great. all through throughout all that time and and mark caldwell with the blue society has brought to us some tremendous people over the years some that aren't even with us anymore I, I go back and I think about some of the things that have happened, and we've had the chance to sit here and listen to legendary artists tell these stories about what it was like for them. Mm -hmm. You know, um, one of the guys, Cash McCall stories. Uh, those were, the, yeah, he was a sweet, sweet man, and his stories were heartbreaking and horrific and exciting all at the same time yeah. you know um, and you know he's telling you these things about what it was like to be screwed over by a record label in the 60s you know when you're the guy that's writing the power of the pen you're writing all this stuff and they're taking credit for you yeah yeah with their names on the song and you know when they come to you and they say okay we're, we're going to make a deal with you and they put a gun to your head and say sign here yeah and yeah. it was all very literal yeah, I remember doing a session on Slauson Avenue in L.A., I believe. Yeah. Uh, no, George, George Smith was on it. Um, uh, Might have been for Lowell Folsom, I'm not sure, so don't. But I am sure about one thing. Three hours, we actually put down, uh, I would say, 20 tracks. Wow. And I got paid 100 bucks, and I think the the all the side men got paid 100 bucks cash. 
and it might have been Lowell Folsom, I'm not sure, but it was one L.A. guy, and he got a Cadillac, and the company got almost two and a half albums out of him. Wow. I mean, that's what it was like. Yeah. That's what it was like. And a lot of people don't realize. I mean, it's, it's that way now. I mean, it, Well, sure, it hasn't changed much. I but mean, the streaming, you know, you and I were joking about what the, the cost, you know, how much money you get for a stream. You yeah. Know? I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it's a joke. So... It's, it's, they're still doing it. <laughs> no, they're still doing it, they're and until it gets sorted out, it's, good, it's not going to change. I mean, but it's 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 forcing all these artists to think about their money stream. Yeah. So it's well, there went the performances. You lost all of 2020 and most of 2021. Yeah. And then there you, th that leaves you merch, and ain't nobody buying CDs anymore. Nope. Nope. You know. Nope. So what are you left with? You know. That's it. A T-shirt and a shot glass. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> and maybe a pick, if you're lucky. <laughs> and me, I don't use them. You don't even so, use them. Yeah. Can, you know, so screw you, kid. You're not getting nothing out of me. <laughs> no, but it's 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 tough. I mean, the, the you know, when everybody started doing their streaming shows yeah, through Facebook, and then Facebook put the kibosh on that because, you know, they weren't getting their cut. Yes, sir. You know, YouTube is having the same problems with all the copyright strikes and everybody can file a strike and this, that, and the other. And what do you do? I don't know. I really don't. You wait until it passes and you get out on the road again and you play live. Yeah. Because I still think, uh, I truly believe this, that people love live music. Oh, without a doubt. They love it. And it's, it's, that's what's going to, and it's always been that way. Oh, always. Know? So that's what's going to happen, and it looks like that is what's going to happen, you know? When uh, Mel Brooks did the film uh, History of the World, and one of my favorite sequences in there is when uh, one of the cavemen drop a rock onto the other guy's foot, <laughs> and the guy starts screaming. Just <laughs> <laughs> say it, say it. And, he said, and or, or I think Orson Welles is narrating it, and he goes, and so live music was created. <laughs> and the, the next sequence is this: these four or five guys all standing around and they're beating each other with these rocks, and these different sounds are coming out. And it's just the first rock concert, I think is what it's called. But yeah, and since the dawn of man, live music has been a thing. It may have started that way. We don't know. But we, you don't, know. Know. we, we don't know. <laughs> Man, that's great! I love that. Oh, it's it's oh, it's wonderful. That whole film is wonderful. Um, how about how about you want to play? You want to play some more? Sure. Let me see. I'm, I think I'll go into Bastard G tuning with a capo, no less. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. I mean, I can be pretty fancy when I want to be. Well, actually, he don't. You know, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> You gotta get to Nashville at the end of the month. <laughs> now this is a song that it's a song co-wrote with Bruce Bruce Bromberg, who uh, really uh, really a fine fine songwriter. Yes, and. Uh, uh, but I'll tell you a story about how this song came about. Do we have time for that? Oh, yeah, we got plenty of time. We got online, right. man. So, um, uh, you know, Bruce Bruce uh, wrote the song along with Robert Cray uh, called Smoking Gun. Yes, I remember right. that, too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now, Bruce made so much money 
from that song that he put a whole wing on his house. Not a room, a wing. A wing. And he was living in the Pacific Palisades of L.A. That's pretty, pretty that's, high cotton. Uh, that, that's pretty know? Tommy out there, yes. yes. It is. All right. So he calls me and asks me if I'd like to write a song with him. Me and Patty, we're looking for a patio. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> Just a patio. So I say, yeah. And, and he says, well, come on over. So I go over to his house. And this is, this is true. He had a beautiful wing. I mean, a, a record collection that you wouldn't believe. Yeah. A beautiful old Martin guitar that Dave Alvin would record some stuff with. It was a gorgeous sounding instrument. Yeah. And... Then he had the cheapest Radio Shack stuff you could buy. The cheapest microphone, cheap speakers. He had a boombox. Realistic, I think, was the name of the company that Radio Shack had. Yeah. And, and that's a misnomer. No, God, it was awful. There was nothing realistic about it. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Back in the day, you know, that was when he had cassettes. Yes. So, all right, all right. so he, had, he had this song... And he was going to play it for me. He said, Doug, I want you to hear this song and everything. So he had to do this to his boombox to get the speed to go right. Had to hit the, <laughs> hit the speed. <laughs> this, this is a true story. So he says, now, he says, now, I've been working on this song. He said, now, I'm going to sing it for you. And see what you think. And I said, okay. He goes, we're heading out from Blackman. Everyone to Baton Oh, we was happy in Platinum. Said she wanted Baton Keep a good woman. Man got do what man got do. I saw the patio just drifting away. Yeah, I'd say so. Right, <laughs> right off into the Pacific at this point. <laughs> he said, can you do something with that? I said, yeah, I think so. So this is how I'm going to come out. It's called Plaquemine. This has been recorded by a bunch of guys like Tabby Thomas and yeah. guys down in that area. About that little town, Plaquemine. This is, this is sort of like a... We're talking about a... Piedmont style. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, sort of. Sort just of. in a different tuning those guys wouldn't use, right? Man, we're headed out from Platinum Up Rue Warm Baton Rouge We was happy down in Platinum Says I wanted Baton Rouge Man gotta do what a man can do. Baton Rouge couldn't hold. Says they wanted New Orleans. She was craving more excitement. Said, says she found in New Orleans. So I trailed on out behind her. Trying to figure out what it means. 
says she meet me in Dallas. She headed east out of Birmingham. I begun to get suspicious. I start to worry about another man. So I called the next thing going and took the dog down to Alabama. Well, they say I just done missed her. She called her red out to LA. There's a big dude traveling with her. He didn't have that much to say. So I hit on back to Plaquemine. Said, but where's the man today? Boys, I'm going on back home. Going back home to stay. Sometimes when you hurt, makes you find a better way. There's a better way. There's a better way. You made something out of that. <laughs> so how's the patio? <laughs> Well, we got the patio, but it wasn't from that song. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way that goes sometimes. You know, I remember when I was a young man, used to travel by a Greyhound bus. To call that riding the dog. You go from one big city to the next, you know. And on your way, sometimes you'll stop in your little uh, country cafe where you get a, a bite to eat, a cup of coffee, do some personal business. Maybe something else going on in there. <laughs> well, that's what this song is all about. We call this one Serious Doing Woman. And fellas, she was. Sitting in a diner in Georgia. I was leading out of town Having me a bowl of red bean and rice and beer Just to wash it on down It was a house of the day, as I remember The sun was relentless at best But she walked in, upset the place In a plain cat cotton dress
Uh, she said, I have what he had. That's gonna last me for a good long while. She got me so darn nervous. I couldn't keep no beans on my fork. She said, I don't know what I really want to see. I'm just waiting on this bus to New York.
from exactly like this, that's Doug McLeod, Radio Memphis, serious doing woman. Would you say you recorded this one in 77, 78? I said, I wish I would have. Yeah, you'd have gotten a little more money for that too much. Yeah, it's a long song. <laughs> it's <a> long time. <laughs> that explains so much about Leonard Skinner, man. It's so much. Robert Kelsey's in the chat room. He says, uh, sounded mighty fine. Doug needs to come on down to the Blues Hall of Fame Museum again in the next week or so to share some stories about George Harmonica Smith so we can represent. Mm, George. I, I have a favorite story of George's. Uh, we were working in a, a little place on the Redondo Beach Pier when I first started to work with George. And it was a, a place called uh, Hollahan's. Yeah. And maybe 60 people. and But it was always packed. Always packed. And one particular week, George wanted to bring a piano player on. It was usually just three of us. Me uh, on uh, the guitar, bass player, drummer, and, and George out in front. But this one particular time, he wanted to get a piano player. And, and so I called all these guys, and everybody was working. Sure. And uh, I called my one friend named Lou Ushock, and I said, Lou, I said, do you got a piano player? Because George would love to have a piano player. And he said, yeah, I got him. He's a jazz guy. And I said, he is? You think he'd be all right? He says, yeah, 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 yeah. He'll be fine. <laughs> so this jazz guy comes down. I can see where this Let is going already. <laughs> Let me be fair. A pseudo jazz guy. Okay. Right? Let me be really fair about this. A pseudo jazz guy. <clears throat> kind of guy, as we were playing the blues, kind of guy that was sending off this vibe like, I really am above this. I should be playing <laughs> giant steps and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, right. This, now, this is a true story. <clears throat> Then, we were about halfway through the night, and this older couple comes up the stairs. And this was like, there were bikers and rough people there. It, it, yeah. was, a, it, it was a blues bar. All right. So, this older pe people come up, and George sees them, and George says, says, what brought you up here? And they said, well, we heard the music, and we wanted to come up and see who was making the music. And George said, that's so nice. And he said... I have a feeling, are you celebrating something? And he said, yes, we're celebrating our 50th wedding anniversary. Oh, wow. And George said, that's beautiful. Really, your 50th? And he said, yeah. He said, and George said, now, but I'm going to make you the spotlight dance. He said, the spotlight dance? He said, yes, we're going to do a song called I Left My Heart in San Francisco. And what's going to happen is, is you're going to be the spotlight. And then I'm going to add the other people in that need love because you people have been married and loving each other for 50 years. What a piano player said to me, he says, is he going to do I Left My Heart in San Francisco? <laughs> I said, yeah. He said, he does I Left My Heart in San Francisco? I said, yeah. He said, look, man, uh, I, I don't know the bridge. Uh, <laughs> uh, I <laughs> He said, uh, do you think you can stall? Give me enough time to go down in my car, get my fake book out, and come back up here so I can play the bridge? And I said, man, look, don't worry about it. He said, why? I said, not only did George leave his heart in San Francisco, he left the bridge there, too. <laughs> <laughs> there is no bridge. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> And it went off without a hitch. <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. It was great. That couple had a ball. <laughs> they did. I'm that sure they, just I'm sure so they did. <laughs> yeah. There, there you go, Robert. There, uh, there's a story there for you. He, yeah. he probably knows that one, I would think. 
Poss- possibly so. Um, so your uh, nominee uh, for the uh, the BMAs again, um, and it is for acoustic. Is that right? Acoustic yeah. blues. Yeah. Acoustic artists. Yeah. Acoustic artists. Is it off of any one particular record? Is there, I guess it'd be your last. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, it, it's a fun. I'm honored and flattered to be nominated, but you know, wasn't touring. You know, uh, it's a weird award ceremony this year because nothing came out. Yeah, kind of. Nobody was touring. You know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't know why, but I'm awful glad. I sure. Sure right. I do. Yeah, you sure don't do. look the gift horse in the mouth here. I mean, it's... No, and I think really uh, that, you know, it, it sounds like a cliche, but it, I think that if you are nominated, that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. And especially when you win it, then your, then your fee goes up. Well, yeah, you're not wood. <laughs> That's the way it should be. <laughs> what happens when you're working with a Grammy award-winning artist? Their fee goes up, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, well, that would be nice. That would be nice. Yes. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you have to change that number. You have to move the decimal point down a little yeah. bit. That's that would be sweet, man. I like that. You can move that decimal point. You just move it in the correct direction. Yes, mind you. <laughs> yes, in the correct direction. More to the right than you went to the left, mind you. But, you know, that's, that's the way it goes. How about, uh, have, another, have another tune? Okay. Let's do I think this. By the way, Robert said he didn't know that story. He didn't know that story. I bet. I bet. Because that's... He said that's a new one. Yes, and I've got some stories that uh, George was George was something else. Yeah. Of the Lord 
You make a catch most every time. She say you don't know about no horses, but I do believe you can ride. She say you don't know about no horses, but I do believe you can ride. I just want you to ease up in my saddle and move me from side to side. That's all it took. That's a nice song there. Thank you. That's uh, that's that's that hits you right in the giblets, is what that does. I see. I see what that's all about. Well, um, online, uh, people can find your music everywhere where, where your music is available. Yeah. Available where sold, as they say. Everywhere, uh, Spotify. Uh, you know, get that sweet Spotify money there, Doug. Oh boy, I know. Spotify. If you can't buy Spotify, <laughs> there it is. Um, and of course, all your all your stuff is downloadable. Uh, yeah. and you can get the whole records and stuff like that. Yeah. Your website is Doug w- Dash. Yeah. Www. Uh, dot Doug hyphen or dash McLeod.com. There it is, and it can all be. Yeah, you, can, you, you sell your records through there too, don't you? Yes, that's that's where we like people to get their records straight from the artist. Well, that helps, you know, a little bit. Course. Sure, it does. Everything helps. Um, <clears throat> yeah, everything. But just just to get the music out there. Well, yeah, and soon enough, uh, as things start to open up, you'll be back out playing, uh, hopefully locally. Oh, I can't wait. In a, in a few, few oh, probably a few more weeks, I think things will have a good summer, probably. I look forward to that. <clears throat> Weddings, bar mitzvahs, all of that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Supermarket openings, you sure. know. I'm your guy. <laughs> play, play, play the opening of a beer can. Come on by. It's, it's Doug McLeod, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, things now things will be opening up then. And uh, do, are, are, Were you ever much of a touring guy? Did, and, and you played here some here locally, but did you spend much time out on the road? Uh, you mean have I... Like, been- just, like just pre-pandemic, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, fairly recently. Um, let me see. Uh, 
Europe, the United Kingdom. Oh, well, yeah. The U.S., you know, the different parts of the U.S. Um, yeah. Look forward to getting back to touring again. Yeah. I you would know, imagine you're probably chopping at the bit to get out there. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I miss it. I miss... Um, the thing I really like about playing playing live is the way I do it being a, a solo acoustic guy is that I get to meet the people and I get to hear the stories and I hear what's going on with them and um, you know that's something I've always enjoyed you don't have to worry about the bass player sleeping through the gig either <laughs> you know something I started off as a bass player did you really? <laughs> I did I started off as a bass player in St. Louis and uh there's two uh, stories about it. I went, I, I went down, I was in high school. And I was playing with this blues band. Uh, these young, well, they were in their 30s, young black black guys. Uh, and I went down in wheat jeans and a madras shirt, you know. Yeah. And um, after the first first set, the guy took me over the side. He said, he said look, he said, if you're going to dress like the audience, I'm going to pay you like the audience. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one I heard from him, man, there was like, there was this uh, pretty girl, you know, and I, you know, I I wanted to try, try and impress her with Well, sure, yes. You know that stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. So here I was, and he took me over the side. He said, he said, look. He said, you the bass player. All you play is the big, fat, dumb notes. <laughs> the big, oh. fat, dumb notes. It's just the... Dum, 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 dum. But you uh. put that on with a good shuffle groove, with a, a good drummer, and you put that bass with the drummer, th then you get the thing that we talked about earlier. Yeah, the, the, head moving. The head the moving, the, the drinks are getting bought. Yeah, they paid, you know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but it's the front guy that gets to take all the credit for that. Unfortunately, that's true. That's why <laughs> I gave up bass and what I'm doing now. That's why you guys are at the back of the stage, you know? And he's standing there next to the drummer, you know? He's told to sit back there and look stupid, and you're over there just, just playing a fat, big, fat, dumb notes. But that's his money machine, man. You know I how know, it is. The, the rhythm section. When you hire a rhythm section for you, you know exactly what all that I is. Sure. Yeah. They're, they're the uh, bass, bass player and drummer are sort of like the linemen on a football team for uh, uh, for a musical group because without them blocking and tackling the front guy, there's going to be no passes caught. There's going to be no quarterbacks passing. You got to have the blocking and the tackling going on. And nobody it, scores. Nobody scores man. in many ways. In many ways. I knew you were leading. Yes, that. I could see it in your eye. As the old <laughs> saying goes, "Ass, cash, or grass, ain't nobody ride for free." <laughs> <laughs> That's how that goes. Oh, man. Doug, thank you so much, my friend. Well, thank you for so coming welcome. down. I appreciate thank you coming down. Thank you for having me, and congratulations on on this and all the years. Y'all been doing it for 10 years. Yeah. May you have may you have a hundred times more of that. Maybe. I won't be around for that, but that's fine. But, if this thing can outlive me, I've done my job. Well... And I hope it does. I, I hope think it keep will. On going. I think I think it'll be fine. Thanks for having me. Anytime, Doug. Anytime you want to. You want to come and come hang sometime. Come on with it. I'd like that. I'd just like to hang with you guys. Sure. It's a lot. Now that the COVID's over, we can. If you got nothing else going on, you got your shots. Come on down. I got my shots. There you go. I did. Well, you wouldn't have been down here tonight, did you? Not? <laughs> That's right. We wouldn't have let you in. Mark there. was making sure of that <laughs> <laughs> the bouncer would have run you off. That's, that's kind of how that works. But uh, but there you go. All right, then. Uh, thank you again, Doug, and uh, and we'll we'll catch you down the way. I look forward to it. You bet. Coming up, uh, up out of the break, I'm going to play. I've got another tune I'm going to play from you. Uh, the entitled few. Ooh, can I tell you a story about? Yes, that? by all means. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you're playing this one. Yeah. This song was inspired by a guy that uh, rather uh, lost Los Angeles now. 
a guy that was in the television business, uh, rather well to do with it, right? And we're going out to dinner. And we're driving around, and he couldn't find a parking spot, right? Uh-huh. So he pulls into the blue spot and parks the car and opens up the glove box and takes out a blue handicap card. Uh-huh. Hangs it on the mirror. And I told him, I said, I didn't know you were handicapped. Said, I'm not handicapped, man. He said, this cost me $5,000. That's when I wrote this song because I realized there are people in this world that think they are above the rest of us. And I was thought about, I, I'm a veteran, and this is this is Memorial Day. Right. I'm not a combat veteran, but I am a vet. And like all vets, I've known combat vets. Sure. And I've known guys that have come back, that didn't come back, but have come back, they didn't have all their legs, didn't have the, the arms. They didn't come back with everything they left with. Exactly. And they need those spots. Yes, they do. And 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 crippled people need need those spots. And and you know, it's a shame. I'm That's surprised you didn't make him a handicapped person. <laughs> uh, well, you know something. Now that you say it, I'm surprised too. But I did write this song. So when you hear this song... This that's what is, that's about. It sure is. The that's, entitled few. Sometimes, like I say, you know, that's a terrible thing that happened. But sometimes, even from a pile of manure, a rose can grow. That's so true. In fact, roses need it. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. So do I mushrooms. enough about it. I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. You're welcome, <laughs> Blue handicap card. Cause find a convenient parking spot for you. It's just too damn hard. With a smug look on your face, you pull into the blue spot. While a mother with a crippled child is looking for what you just got. But really, this ain't no concern to you. Oh man, you just one of the entire few. There's a homeless woman. She got two hungry kids with a little bit of your long money. You could help with this. So homeless I ask you. But you refuse with disdain. And you ain't got no remorse. And you ain't got no shame. But why should you? That woman ain't no concern to you. You see, you above it all. You just one of the entitled few. Got oranges to sell. You tell your Botox girlfriend, man, he looks like hell. You stare straight ahead now, 
so your eyes won't meet. Cause you know in your heart he's twice the man you could ever, ever be. But really, why should this concern you? You see, you're above it all, man. You just want the entitled few. to hide, you know, and there ain't gonna be no place to run. You see, death don't really care how much you worth. Like Memphis Slim once said, he said, you going back to Mother Earth. And I do believe that day gonna concern you. When death calls you, you know such thing. I say, when death calls you,
Hi, this is Reverend Oma from the Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop. A lot of us are making time to deepen our spiritual paths. The Broom Closet has a wide selection of books on spiritual topics and a huge selection of tarot and oracle cards for connecting with spirit and our higher selves. You can choose from our vast selection of gemstones, crystals, and crystal jewelry to enhance your spiritual journey. Check out our mindful living gifts and home decor to complete your sacred space. Visit us in downtown Memphis or online at thebroomclosetmemphis.com. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar. So who is coming up this week, huh? Ah, good question. It's a valid question. It's a generic, uh, my note says generic promo for next week. That's what this is. It's a generic. We don't know who's going to be here next week. I have no idea. There will be a show that will fill this space sometime next week. What will it be? I have no idea. We may have the Dalai Lama. We could have the Pope. We could have them both at the same time. I don't know. Hell, we could reunite uh, uh, Simon and Garfunkel. I don't know. It probably won't be, though. I I don't know what's going to happen. We may have... Hell, we could probably get Donald Trump on there if I tried hard enough. Probably not even all that hard. He's probably looking for somewhere to vent his spleen somewhere. Hey, give me a call there, Don. I doubt he would do it. I seriously, seriously doubt. Either way, we're going to have some fun. Something will happen, so we'll find out next time. For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, Pocket Cast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. Right, there you go. That's what's coming up next time on the program uh, here from Radioland on this here, uh, on this here day. I hope, it's, uh, I hope it's good for you, such as it is. Thank you for tuning in, streaming, downloading, however it is that you get the program. We air on Wednesday nights at midnight or Thursday morning, if the case may be, uh, on Radio Memphis. And, of course, this show is available on the previous Sunday, which is kind of weird. It's backward the way we've done it, but, hey. Whatever works. I do find that there's a few people that like to listen to this thing in the middle of the night, which, I don't know. I shudder to think what you're doing while you're listening to this. <laughs> I'm just not, I don't, I don't think I want to know, quite frankly. No, not, not at all. Have you seen these ads uh, for this thing? Uh, it's called, uh, it's, I think it's called Replica with a K. R-E-P-L-I-K-A. Uh, it's uh, an artificial intelligent um, chat bot is what it is. And apparently, um, you can buy one of these things. It's a virtual thing. It's a virtual companion. Yeah, I, I know, right? It's the thought of this. It seems sort of creepy. Uh, their ad says, "Meet the world's first AI friend," and they use like a, a, a clearly a computer generated image of a human face, of which you can customize. I don't know. For you to talk dirty to it, I guess that's probably what everybody's going to be doing. The The line is underneath the picture, I've been missing you. You've been, been missing shit. You don't even know I exist. <laughs> it's an artificially intelligent thing. Now, here's here's what we're, there's been studies done about this, and this is a trip. The study is <clears throat> that people 
and they do have their place. Okay, don't get me wrong. Chatbots do have their place. They have shown that there are people who have trouble communicating with other human beings about their personal problems that they can do that with a chatbot. I know, right? It seems sort of weird. But, hey, whatever works. Whatever gets you through. But here's my problem. They're selling this thing to the general public, right? And then you can customize this thing, and you're sitting there, and you're lonely, and you're bored, and you've already jerked off for the ninth time of the day. Good for you, by the way, if that's you know if that's what's going on, you know. Uh, you're full of pop tarts and hot pockets, and you want to chat with somebody, so you start you fire up this thing, and you're having a conversation, and apparently it learns about you through what you tell it, right? So it remembers things. It's kind, it's 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 called it's artificial intelligent markup language, AIML, I believe is what's, and they may have changed it by then, but that's what that's what it started with. And it had psychological stuff in it too, which was really creepy. So it, it gave it this more of a human expression type of thing. So you could tell it jokes. It'll ask you questions like, what's your favorite color? What do you like? What kind of music? What kind of, what's your favorite beer? All that kind of stuff. And it remembers this shit. So every time you talk to it, it's like, so how's your friend? Blah, blah. As, as if you already had this conversation. And so you're, you're paying money for this. I get, all right. So you're really that lonely. Uh, my problem is what's that thing telling, you know, who's it telling it to? It's already bad enough that everything in my my connected life, and I do spend a lot of time online. I, I I'm first to admit I'm work I work there. I do a lot of work through it. I spend a lot of time reading about society. I'm a I'm, I've become a bit of a historian because of this because I, I I read so much, and I know that my phone spies on me, even though it's gotten a little better about that. <laughs> we had to have that discussion, you see. But see, here's the thing. I'm going to give a company money to bring this thing to my home or in my computer or wherever it, it exists, and I'm going to I'm going to have a conversation about it, presumably rather personal things. If I were to be, you know, sadly that lonely, you know, it could happen, you know. And I'm sitting, there, I'm really bored, and I need somebody to talk to. So I talk to this thing about whatever it is that's on my mind, and it's how do I know that when I'm done with the conversation. And I go somewhere else that this thing isn't hopping online talking to somebody about this personal problem. You know what I'm saying? I have issues with this. I would think you would too. But somebody's buying it. That's that's the way the way it says here. What does it say? I always here to listen and talk, always on your side. Oh, I'm sure you are. Yeah, and oh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I'm good. No. <laughs> it's time to it's time to move along. Like I said, I'm already being spied on. I don't need to. I don't have to. I, you know, I don't want the experience to be any more pleasurable than it already is. You know what I mean? Because it's passive right now. With this thing, I'm actively, openly giving it away information. Now, ain't gonna happen because when it starts asking, it's gonna say, "So, where do you live? What? Where? Where is your home?" Well, I I live on. And it's going to go, oh, that's nice. Oh, what time do you leave for work every day? Well, I leave it. Uh, and then I come home from work one day and my place has been robbed. I, I, gee, who, who knew it would have been the chatbot that ratted me out? Of course. Uh, whatever. Uh, be careful. That's all, I, that's all I have to say about that. All right, kids, that's it. I'm done. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week uh, with something on this program. We'll find out then. Until then, please take care of yourselves and take care of one another. And for God's sake, stop shooting each other, all right? I'm Rick Cheddar, and this has been from Radioland. Rick
Mike Cheddar from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For more, go to radio-memphis.com. 